In the holy name of Jesus, amen. The best way to tell any story is to keep it simple. Being simple, though, doesn't always mean simplistic, but rather it means it's accessible to everyone. However, being accessible to everyone doesn't make it easy to believe. Ask any fisherman who tells you a tall tale about catching a simple fish. Last week, we heard Jesus tell a story that was anything but simple. We heard that Jesus entered into our chaotic, sinful lives in order that he can begin to retell our story from the inside out. Rather than standing afar off, shouting directions to us on how to get out of our struggles, he actually plunged himself into our struggles in order for us to follow him out of it. And he plunged himself into our struggles by his word of presence. Today, there isn't any ghost sighting or Jesus walking on, a, on the water. There is just a simple discussion. Jesus says what he means today in order for us to hear and believe him. Whether it's the chaotic life in Mark 6 or the simple dialogue of John 6, Jesus retells the world's story so that he could gather behind him everyone who would hear him. Jesus doesn't go into any type of esoteric discourse this morning in order to retell the crowd's story, but rather he picks out something very common that everybody knows. He speaks about bread that everyone eats, and since he's Speaking to the Israelites, he picks out a story that they all know very well. The manna in the wilderness. It is being common, though, that the crowd is challenged. Because all they saw in the feeding of the 5,000 was a baker, rather than God in the flesh. Now, a couple of years ago, Holly and I went to a local high school football game in October. And it being a fall night, we decided to get some hot chocolate at halftime. And waiting in line, we ran into a St. John kid who said hi to us and introduced us to his friends. One of his friends said to me, though, what's a pastor? I know that might be surprising for us who live in Wheaton, but it's true. He asked me, what is a pastor? And I said to him, I mainly speak the word of God to people. And when I said that, his jaw dropped. He said, you talk to God? <laughs> he was dead serious, though. And I said, well, I mainly just listen to what he says to me, and then I just simply speak it to other people. He said, whoa, awesome. <laughs> and then I said to him, you can come to church this Sunday and hear God speak as plain as you hear me speaking to you. You see, this young man who was probably 12 or 13, and I guess all of us who come here this morning, and the crowd in John chapter 6 all face the same dilemma. 
this young man, could he believe that God was, in fact, speaking in the mouth of a common person like me, using some words that this young man has heard his entire life? See, the young man's reaction just spoke to the fact that he didn't believe God would, in, in fact, speak in such a simple and plain way. My challenge to him was, in order for him to believe, it would take a complete retelling of his story, according to a work of God. And is it really any wonder, though, that the crowd found it difficult to believe or difficult to swallow what Jesus was saying when we have that same difficulty? God is present in human speech, water, bread, and wine. What the crowd saw, first heard, tasted, and swallowed from their previous experience guided what they believed about Jesus. He was simply a man who was only bread, and Moses gave it out. Jesus, however, was saying that he, in fact, was the true bread from heaven. And he's been handing it out even from the time of Moses because he is one with the Father. In retelling the crowd's entire story, Jesus also challenges us. He also challenges us with a retelling in two ways. First, when Jesus retold what happened in the desert with the manna, he diverted the crowd's hearts and minds away from earthly things to heavenly things. It wasn't Moses, but it was God at work. And Jesus says the same to you. God is really at work in your very common story, in your very common life. And just because it's a simple life, that doesn't mean he's not in the middle of it. But rather because he is in the middle of it, it actually takes on a heavenly character. And your life now is changed. Even though, on the surface, it's the same old story. And second, in order for us to see the heavenly character, in order for our story to be retold according to him, it is not the bread on the kitchen table that sustains life, but it's the Eucharist, the bread of heaven on the altar where you receive the very life of the world. It is in the Lord's Supper that your entire existence, soul and body, is sustained, healed, and retold. Working from the inside out, Jesus heals all of you as a body and individually so that you can rejoice in his life. And it might be hard to believe because it looks so normal. It might be hard to believe, but in the Eucharist, when seen as Jesus in your life, present and working, the Eucharist actually takes on a lifeline because it is the lifeline that makes it, helps you make it through to the next day. In the Eucharist, Christ's story encompasses our story. We exchange our pain, our struggle, and even our sin for his storyline. Pain, struggle, sin isn't the end of the story but Christ's resurrection and life eternal is. 
He retells our story in the simplest of ways by saying to us, this is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for the forgiveness of sins. And through these simple things, our world begins to take on a heavenly character because it is told through Jesus Christ and his life. It does take a work of God to believe, as Jesus said this morning. But for the baptized, God has already worked. And he is in action now. And because he's worked and because he's acted, we rest in that very action. Knowing we shall never hunger, we shall never thirst again, but be filled with eternal life. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.